Hey, this is Kat Peterson. You're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B-Team. Hey guys, welcome to Flounders B-Team. I'm Tim Hamilton, a.k.a. Muffin Top Model. To my right is... Sean Farrell, nice to be with you. My handle is come see Gee. Yeah, a little inside, I know. I'm Kat Cash Me Outside Peterson. You can find me at CM underscore Peterson um, on Twitter. And I am Callum Scott. You could find me at Callum underscore OG, the original gangster. Ongol. Ongol. Arzy. Hey, I'm Steve Kettleson. I'm engineering this cast, and uh, you can find me at Podfish on Twitter. All right, we uh, we had a match yesterday. We we're playing the Montreal Impact. Anybody know French? Non. Montreal. We. Oui. Impact Montreal. Well, uh, should we? <laughs> Parlez-vous? Just, you just Parlez-vous switch them, and then it's French. Oh, Impact split- Montreal. Yeah. No way. Well, for for way. a language where the majority of the letters are silent. Why do we even have to speak French? That's an age-old question, my man. <laughs> Just take every letter, throw it out the window, and like whatever you got left is a bunch of grunts. When you have you silent letters, how can you order a croissant? Have you been to Paris? Hey, I'm just oui. all about the freedom flowers. Pain au chocolat. That was Ooh. the only thing I had to learn when I went there. Pain au chocolat? Mm-hmm. Mm, chocolate two bread. Chocolate croissant, please. Oh. <laughs> so we got a 2-2 we two, two draw. I got a 2-2 two, two draw, but it was uh, it was really a 2-0 loss, wasn't it? It felt like the epitome <laughs> of the 2016 season where you're just pulling your hair out, and then at the very end, like, oh, hey, look at that. We got a tie out of this. Pulled it out. A draw that feels like a win. If Morris could uh, could finish a couple of those tap-ins, that'd be grand. Tap-ins, huh? Yeah. What do you want? Ship. Okay, let's start with the very first two or three minutes into the game. Uh, ship's rolling down the, down the right-hand side, fires off across. And who doesn't put it away? Yeah, no, I uh, I agree with that that first one. The ball looked like it came right off of his shin. Uh, we know Morris has put 14 goals in the back of the net last year. you got to put it at least on target. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm not too upset about it because I appreciate Ship with, what did he put in, like four or five kind of pinpoint crosses during the game. And that was one kind and of And that was one shot. of them. That was a straw. You think that was a shot? No, 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 later, later. He just pulled, he called his own number and uh, fired one kind of left footed post. <clears throat> what Morris almost put it that that one shot in particular was off his left foot, so I'll give him a little bit of uh, leeway. But uh, if it, if if he starts off the same way he did last year, ends up putting away fourteen goals, um, I guess I'll have to be okay with that. Uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. Like I I I after that, what was that like minute like four or five in the game? On that shot, it was like, oh, that would have been nice to have it on target. Uh, originally, but <clears throat> at least like they came out firing. We didn't see that in the first ten minutes, or at least the first forty-five in Houston. So totally like different team like came on the field, uh, at least tacking. It seemed to me like the first twenty minutes were very frenetic pace, like back and forth, up and down. Even though you know Montreal also uh, had a lot of opportunities. Yeah, they did. Uh, Callum, what you got? Well, 
possession stats? Yeah. They so we had it was quite surprising. We had the fifteen shots on target to their eight or fifteen shots total on goal. Uh we they had five on target, we had four, but they were able to put their so put their that, chances away. What did that look like in the first half? Um I did not like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean what did it look like? How many shots on goal in first oh, half? First, Is that does, game stats or first yeah, half? Yeah, game stats. All right. What do you think about the stadium? I'll withdraw the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, stadium, it, yeah. it, it really was like, back, well, hey, good on them for getting 34,000 in there. It was about Absolutely. four degrees outside. Yeah, uh, it was chilly. Uh, was that, fa- is that centigrade? I was going to say Fahrenheit. <laughs> uh, actually, at that point, they become equal, I believe. The moment you get down below 32, they're, they they get closer and closer together till to zero. Then they become like equal or something like that. I don't know. I'm not like a math major or anything, but... <laughs> Uh, no, it was it, it was it was nice to see them uh, kind of coming out firing. Not as much as we all. I think we anticipated them coming out uh, on fire. We did. We absolutely did. I mean, uh, so my prediction last week it was foolish, but I predicted that uh, we would end the first half two one uh, with a uh, Jordan Morris goal, and I think I said a Dempsey goal. Sorry about that, but. The way that we were moving the ball downfield, the way that we were actually that Harry Ship was delivering on his promise to actually get balls in box, and with uh, Jordan's positioning, things should have gone the way that we had hoped. Um, I was expecting that very fast, very impactful uh, uh, forward drive, that youthful energy uh, into the box in the first half. So that's the basis of my prediction last week, but that's not how it happened. Where did it fall down? Starting lineup any different than it was last week? Ship was in for Fernandez. Yeah, that Just was ship. all. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And he was probably the best player on the field for sixty-six minutes or however until he until got he subbed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think Ladero rolled rolled on in. Uh, uh, also had a great game, and Aussie. We were able to play the ball through the middle of the field. They were defensive. You probably don't agree with me, but no, I'm making funny faces because <laughs> I thought that I thought both Ladero and Roldan we're doing that that kind of stink for most of the game and then come up as heroes at the very end because they got a goal because they put away a penalty and then Roldan got a shot off. I don't know. I, I just, the last couple of games, it seems like Roldan has is, is come out relatively flat, not able to connect passes. And it could be the could be the turf this week. I mean, but I hate the way the ball bounces when, when people are moving it around to one another. It he, needs to be on the ground so that you can hit you it are first a, time. You are aware that he got pretty much the secondary assist on the game tying goal. Yeah, oh no, no. That, and that was a great cross. That's too. why that was probably more of a handball than George Morris's or That's why I said oh, yeah. he totally redeemed himself, but at the very I mean no one during the game you and I was texting like he's gonna pull one of those Eddie M. Evan Johnson moments where you're just like or Freddie you're like dang 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 you're cursing the guy up and down and then all of a sudden he pulls it out and you're like, oh okay we cool. Well, do you have any specific moments where you actually saw Roldan fail during the game? I'd have to watch it again, but I just remember having a bad taste in my mouth watching, trying to connect passes, and yeah, I, I just, I, I think we're still firing, we're doing what is MLS, we're firing shots and passes at one another, where you hit them in the shins instead of just rolling it out where the guy can hit it first time or it's play a, with it first time. It's a really good point, I mean, you when you watch like... I. Uh, MLS is probably what like top twenty leagues in the world, but you watch like EPL or Spain, their crosses have just like a little more purpose, and I think that's probably what you're hitting on. Like, we send stuff in there with like no purpose. It's like here's a cross, put it in the mixer. Yeah, I'm gonna toss it in and see what happens, and hopefully then you know someone gets on the end of it. But 
those are hard to put away. Like they, looking at the stats, they created a lot of opportunities, 15 shots. Um, but like, that's just hard to put away. Like I'm going to volley that cross out of the air and the goal. Like you're like going to be a hero every time. Like that's, that's the stuff that makes highlight reels, you know, Mm -hmm. you, it's, I guess in one of those, it, it just, just one of those, uh, one of those things where you haven't established that, uh, set of expectations where he hasn't been consistently mm-hmm. putting shots away, so mm-hmm. you're consistently missing him, and that's what the he's lowered the bar so mm-hmm. much that when he does put him away, ooh, wow, look, he got mm-hmm. one. But if you put say four out of the five tap ins away instead of uh, like you know, whatever Valdez and everything, then we would raise the bar for him and we'd set that expectations for him to put most yeah. of those away. But like but when I, I think tap ins, I think hard ball played in across on the ground or at least low to the ground, not like this. And I think those crosses that I saw were beautiful crosses those were beautiful balls in if you have a group of people in there fighting for it but you have one target mm-hmm. with two or three defenders on him now you're asking a lot mm-hmm. i don't know did he put it right off the goalie no he shanked it okay who so, uh morris. morris we're still talking about jmo oh yeah that first one yeah. i mean it, it 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 was like a roman in in houston so, it went straight up so it, it, okay up. first he like avoided the goal <laughs> put him on frame it, it's and, a tough angle right he's on the right yeah. side of right well, foot player trying to redirect it over the goal it hits off his shin and goes I, skyward yeah. i get it you just try to put everything on goal if you don't if it's not on frame then you don't have a chance if it's yeah. on frame yeah, yeah. then all you have to do is avoid like a three foot radius to whatever the keeper's range is if he has enough time to get it or she you know this is mls so i'm assuming it's men but uh try to be pc here i'm sorry I'm but it's also digging a hole. it's kind of like yeah, he got yeah. obstructed like because in the process of him getting the shot on goal he's already kind of like falling over so and that seemed to be kind of the case like he had that that one he's off balance he had two other uh i think even better half chances where uh he was running set free running uh one was on the left side of the goal which he absolutely needs to put that on frame because he wasn't impeded and he puts it what about a foot left wide of the goal And then the one on the right side, which I actually think is a little more off balance, just like the first time, and that ball uh, caromed off the right post. I was like, you got to at least put those those two on target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs yeah, to I, use his left foot a little more. That'd yeah. be. He scored two goals last year with his left, even though we we're like, two he doesn't out of have 14. a left, doesn't have a left, doesn't have a left. <laughs> he put two of them away. Yeah, because that one that I saw, like he's trying to beat the keeper at his near post because he doesn't want to play it off, play it with his left foot, but then he hits it wide. But percentage-wise, right, and if you continue to create situations where you're getting 15 shots and you're getting how many shots on goal, Callum? Uh, we had four okay. on target. Four on target. Um, those go in. Some of those go in, right? If you continue to get the ball in the mm-hmm. box and in good position and you get more than one person in the box – you're gonna, you're gonna. The odds will favor you at some point, right? Yeah, but if you're looking at the stats, Montreal had yeah. two on target and how many goals they exactly. scored. So, like, you have to. Yeah. Do the according to the stats, is it only on target if the keeper had to make a save, or does the woodwork count as an woodwork on does not count for on target? So, um, you know, I guess my point would be that if the chemistry can uh, continue to grow between Ship and Morris, and you can get things forward a little bit more you're going to be in really good shape 
there has to be someone following up too of like you're just gonna send the one forward in like, mm-hmm. trailing forward yeah and then so yeah. you gotta have your midfield like Dempsey needs to come in too and then oh. for the, the garbage on the far far yeah. side too yeah in mm-hmm. case the cross goes over like. keeper makes a save it spills it's yeah. rolling out you have to be optimistic on offense optimistic you and opportunistic yeah somebody's gonna drop it you know it's gonna go off a shin and just mm-hmm. sit rolling there and you gotta be able to tap that in that's mm-hmm. why if you watch a pros a lot of times even when things are what you would assume is a solid keeper, you know, catch and hold. Someone's always there ready to pick up the garbage. There's actually a few more stats I'd also like to point out. Is mm-hmm. Please. To, so we had 54 duels won to Montreal's 43. And then Montreal had 14 fouls to our five. Yeah, they, that was the one I, uh, I was like, what? On, on the rewatch, I, I during live, I didn't realize how many fouls and and on the rewatch, I was like, they were hacking the crap out of us. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe. Also, like Simon uh, fouled. Uh, I believe it was on the uh, the free kick. Jordan got got fouled, but Simon like elbowed or trip ship right outside the box. That should have been a straight yellow. He should have been sent off that yeah. game, uh, getting the yellow card in the second half. That was insane. They were like clicking at our heels half the time. There was probably about three or four yellow cards that could have been given out uh, to Donadell, Simon. Torres. Maybe even Manco. <laughs> Torres, Torres kick on their no. get, uh, the their their number six with the bleach in his hair. I don't remember what his name was. <laughs> oh, Yongo. Yeah. Well, Yongo <laughs> left his feet and just kind of jumped and get bumped into him with his shoulder or whatever. And then Torres sticks a boot out to kick him in the shin. And then of course he makes a meal out of it. He rolls around the ground while we advance the ball. Mm-hmm. Do you do you guys agree? Like, I mean, if you have a team that's fouling the other team, do you agree that's like I I feel like we're almost kind of bossing the situation where they can't really keep up, but yet they they're only defense is like well we'll just foul i mean they were super aggressive it might be an mls thing but a little quicker i'd say a little quicker in my experience when there's a lot of fouling like that it's it's quickness and it's like i can't defend you because you're so quick so i'm just gonna and it's not always like in like on purpose or intentional but it's like i think i'm thinking about what i'm gonna do so i put my leg in there to do it but you're too fast and i've just kicked you oh yeah so well do you you tell your players hey Number seven is awesome. Just kick her a little bit. Get, I, her, get her out of her game. I don't say that. Um, She's a hothead. She's going to get sent off. All I do is say, hey, you just got to teach him a lesson. Let him know they can't do that to you. Welcome to the league. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to high school. It's kind of like Fight Club. We don't really talk about yeah. it. So. I can get this ball. It's a secret code. <laughs> well, better start than versus Houston? I better think so. Half. I think so. I don't think so. It was, uh, it's kind of repetitive. I felt like the defense was still in a shambles as of last week. Uh, we, I think, need to be a little more disciplined in the back. Uh, Svensson and Jones both getting caught a little too far forward a few times, which I think kind of kills us in the back. When so I think. Yeah, but I think that might that might be like our style. Like we we know that Svensson and Jones are going to bomb down the right side, but that's why we're putting two people. It's so great we have this four two three one. We'll have two extra defenders and Roldan and Ozzy. Ozzy and Roldan were so terrible the first half of the Houston game, but this game they actually really held their ground. So was they kind of stabilized it a bit? I mean, if you want to get into that goal. that uh, Montreal scored first. It was a little bit of a, yeah, it was a little bit of a, a counter, and Torres, no one was within, you know, 15 yards coming down, but that was like a little bit of a counter and two, like, really quick, amazing passes. 
I think that's might be kind of our style moving forward, though, is having those guys bomb down the right side. We might be a little caught with two fullbacks and two defensive mids who will have to kind of almost make up for the lack of defensing, mm-hmm. defensive players. Well, if you're making that forward push, right, you should have a little bit of leftover on the left-hand side to be catching those second balls. There should be somebody very forward in that, in my mind, in that case. There should be somebody very forward unless you're just so cautious that you're just trying to defend against a counter that you know is coming. And that, I guess, puts, you know, puts light to the whole offensive strategy at that point, right? I don't know. It's interesting now, like, that we're seeing Schmetzer implement his style versus mm-hmm. Siggy. Is like, well, what... What kind of style is this going to be? Is it going to be uh, possession-based? Is it going to be counter? Mm-hmm. Are we going to see... Uh, I remember in 2011, Siggy had um, uh, Kato and Zakawani, whatever, just running up mm-hmm. and down the wings. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be similar to that? I know they're midfielders, but like they kind of patrol that. We're kind of seeing that out of our left and our right back. We're but, seeing that. Well, when you play that formation, though, that's what you have to like. Because it's almost like a 4-2-3-1. Same thing with a, with like a four three three, your central midfield is more like, is stay central. Whereas like, when you're in a four four two, you have two wide midfielders. So now your defenders have to act like those mm-hmm. midfielders, and it's a lot of running. But like, you're also a professional soccer player. So, <laughs> um, but then you do have the two defensive center mids. So what what ideally would happen? Like let's say our defenders get forward, well we get a counter then one of those central defending midfielders would move out your left back or right back just makes a dead sprint central to a place where they were. And then you can kind of transition that way. Ideally. I'm almost wondering if it would be, we could all maybe give a chance to Jones on the wing instead of a, as a left back. Cause he's, I mean, he's got a really great cross and he's got a, a decent shot. And like his speed is unbelievable speed though. Is so he doesn't cut it back inside, and even though teams know he's gonna go down line, he still gets that first touch mm-hmm. and that first step. And I think that's what makes him if he's playing like an outside back, that's what makes him perfect in that formation, because he is if he's is that fast, if he can play such a good cross in, then he has that mobility, he has yeah. the ability to play the ball in from wide, and that's what makes him great in that position. Because yeah, yeah. if you play him in the midfield, then he gets sucked he doesn't Run that outside channel. No, that he, makes sense. He does play midfield for his national team, mm-hmm. um, but obviously they have a little different uh, role for him. Yeah. I think his problem uh, playing that with us is that our tactics don't align with what he has to do for you know Trinidad and Tobago, um, where he kind of becomes slightly clueless um, in the final third when we already have numbers forward, and you'll see him mm-hmm. standing on the ball not knowing what to do, uh, where he's great, where he scored two, I believe he scored two goals last year, and they were both like counters, beating, getting behind the defense. Yeah. We know he can finish. I think the best thing about him is that he has that offensive ability, yet he can like track back. Uh, it, it's interesting. Um, I'm not so sure he could really manage game by game playing that final third. I think we'd be misutilizing him because in in Montreal he was like standing over the ball. He primarily uses his left leg to, like, cross it. Mm-hmm. He won't really cut in instinctively, like, right away, where you'll see, like, Ladero and Dempsey, who, you know, obviously they're 
center attacking mids, they'll be able to create around it where he kind of like stands around. So he's great on the counter. I'm just not so sure he could be those top four or five uh, attacking players. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's worth a chance. He, he did it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I think pushing up uh, down that channel, down the left side, that's also the same side as Ladero. Mm-hmm. And Ladero's oftentimes found in the middle. So when Ladero draws a huge crowd, that gives him the room to get down line, and then you're, you're forcing a, an outside back to step up, you know, just just to meet him at the ball close to midfield, get down. You're right. I would love to see him just beat one guy, mm-hmm. and then either rip a shot, you know, cut it back inside, mm-hmm. and if it's not on, go back outside, and get your cross off. But you're right. Just like you said, he gets he gets down there and he just kind of toys around with it, toys around with it, and then loses it, or you know, maybe he'll fire off a cross for an assist. I don't know. We could talk about Morris's misses. Yeah. That's but, alliteration. I, mean, I like it. So, but that, that's the thing, right? That is why I thought it was going to be 2-1 at the end at the end of the first half is those connections that were just that fizzled out at the end. Well, from what I saw, they had a ton of opportunities. What, yeah. 15 shots on goal, but yeah. you only put two in and whereas oh, yeah. Montreal had a, had half that. Yeah. They capitalized more Absolutely. on all. Absolutely. That's... I couldn't believe we even had more possession than them if you look at the stats at the end. like I... We had 11% more. I was yeah. shocked. It seemed like yeah. Montreal kind of had more possession, at least the first half. But well, well, it's, uh, uh-oh, we lost it. We... But uh, that's discipline, right? That's that's maturity, that's discipline, that's uh, cohesion, that's working together, that's... Well, it depends, too. Like, you could break down their possession and their passing, like mm-hmm. how many passes went forward mm-hmm. as opposed to... just. Playing it around the back. Yeah, playing it around the back or playing it square rather than going forward. Like a ball square may as well be a ball backwards because you didn't gain anything with it. Right. If you can switch the field quickly, then, yeah, they're not going to be able to recover, but not. So what about the formation prevented us from actually doing that switch quick? I think it was just our ability. Is it just ability? (laughs) Any shape issues? I, I like the four two three one. Uh, our right back could just be O'Neill Fisher going forward because he looked really sharp once he came in. Oh, what is the penalty? Well, yeah, that was legit. He should have started. Like that's a failure, I think, on Schmetzer starting uh-huh. Svensson. Yeah, well, and, and Svensson's probably a six or an eight. That's probably yeah. He's position. a D mid, but <clears throat> but you know, is he is he? You're down two nothing. You make a like for like substitution on defensive player. I've, you only see that when usually they come in at halftime uh, because you know that the manager has put in the wrong personnel. I think I just think that was like an omission of yeah failure at at that point. I, although Svensson failure of omission. Yeah. Failure no failure. By, failure by omission. <laughs> he got, by omission. Got too off. So. All right. Didn't he? Am I, am I wrong? Svensson? What yeah. was the... Yeah. Yeah. He played fine. But when you make that like-for-like like sub, it's like, well, that guy definitely should have started right. if he could have gone. Well, but, he, I mean, it could be something like the guy showed, like, did well in training and just on game day showed up and did shit. And so thought, like, but, oh, he's having an off day. Let's put this guy in. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, but... you're right. There's some guys that, that train, like, crap yeah. and then show up on game day and mm-hmm. then there's the exact opposite guys that are awesome during training you put them out there and then they just roll out of <laughs> so maybe maybe Svensson is well he is also he's also carrying a decent salary I mean he got him from China because they uh, more or less had to shrink their yeah. international players down to so many per team that's how we were able to get him that's how Montero basically got free to his contract yes no yeah no Questions, that's correct comments yeah. No, I mean, Spencer looked way better this week than 
than last, last week. week. Oh, yeah. But it's interesting to me, in. like, Fisher was in the 18 last time. We know he's coming off the concussion. It's just an interesting sub at the 60-minute mark. Uh, I don't know if Fisher really infused the offense. We had plenty of chances. Like, we outshot them 2-1, to outpossessed yeah. them. I know possession's not everything, but... Uh, it, it's it was a lot of things. Yeah, but <laughs> the first half was really back and yeah. forth, which but was when, crazy. When we get our goals, they're not from working it around the back and, and working around the 18 looking right. for an opening. Yeah. No, it's it's like they got their goals. Two, three passes, goes outside, mm-hmm. goes back inside. We are still moving forward, forward, so, forward, cross goal. I, it, it might beg the question, like, Schmetzer's style of attack might be different than Siggy. I mean, Siggy was never a counter guy. He was always possession base build up from the back through the middle uh this game we were able to go through the middle because we didn't see all those jones joven jones crosses it might be a different style of attack from schmetzer like moving forward but you can't just counter you can't just wing the ball in up bring it up the side wing it in for a cross and hope that someone gets on the end of it like you're not gonna win majority of your soccer games that's that over that the middle style. nonsense that everybody was complaining about in the second and third year of our of our uh, of our history here, right? I mean, that's over the top and pray something falls into the box, right? Well, that's what the U.S. women's yeah. team did for a really long time mm-hmm. until they learned how to play soccer. That's the whole point, right? Like soccer is the, it's the beautiful game because you can move the ball around, pass it back and forth, until and wait for that right. opportunity. But like, so just artillery I mean, men in the back, right? Yeah, it's funny. I, I feel like you. I feel like in the Siggy days especially those couple of years like if we were down mm-hmm. that's our only style where our best soccer that we saw box. with him yeah. would be 20 pass build up for a goal yeah. but then when we were behind it was just like okay we'll just do this direct long ball kind of like yeah. NFL football where you stop running the ball you just go straight pass 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 <laughs> everyone knows you need to run the ball when you're up 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl right. <laughs> uh oh cost me a lot of money no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding all right, you've been listening to the Founders BT Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Flounders B Team Podcast. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Montreal second goal. Yeah, we were talking pretty much off off camera, off yep, tape. Off air. We would uh, turn it on and start talking. So how did we take on our second goal? Now, I don't recall if it's – I get the, the Houston goal and and uh, this week's the same. Now, was it – did we have the ball and then Gustav pushed to go be a part of the play and then we just simply lost it and now they transitioned down that side of the field where he vacated? Am I right? Or was yeah, last week? you're right, you're right. Okay, so <laughs> that was what we were talking about I, as, far as, uh, as far as defenders pushing up. We have, to, we have to be able to hold on to the ball just a little bit long enough and have the confidence to be able to connect a pass because now we're super vulnerable when we're coming out of the back and we uh, have our defenders bombing up the field. We lose the ball and we're toast. Um, anybody else? Yeah, it was Piotti with the goal, and he's finally off the mark again. Yeah, well, he, he came running down. He had the ball. He took off, and then he could have simply played the ball uh, – back inside but he spun both of our both of our defenders it's basically a two-on-two our, our, our second defender probably our, our first defender which was Marshall probably should have made him commit to going out wide so that he couldn't cut back in it was actually Ladero that gave the ball away so Ladero gave the ball yeah. away instead of what did I say nobody yeah you said I just said yeah. he gave it away 
So Ladero, that yeah, was, well, that's why he's on my S list. So it was uh, Montreal counter, and Piatti took it basically from it'd be midfield or well, further, further about probably our forty, and then so on, and just himself, not one single pass, and Torres and Marshall. Yeah, he cut he cut he cut Marshall back into the middle instead of if if. We could have kept him outside. Oh no, that was it down in the middle. He was coming. To, mm-hmm. Now I'm trying to think. I remember. I remember the the pa- if if he would have just stepped and stopped, that pass couldn't have happened because that yeah. pass would have been off sides. But then we, uh, Torres got turned around. The thing is, uh, I think Torres or Marshall, sorry, thought whoever was on the like out wide was onside, so that's why he didn't go towards the cutoff Piotti. And I think that's kind of... And then Torres didn't pressure Piatti. He's more backtracking. But then again, Piatti had another person out wide. So he just decided to take it himself, I guess. So if we get a scouting report, the, the, the second that our defenders go bombing up the field, kick whoever has the ball so yeah. they can't connect <laughs> that pass, and then we're off to the races. Yeah. And I was also worried that... Uh, we also could be susceptible in transition to any corner, any uh, any free kick, because we do send our two center backs up, and the bigger they are, the slower they are to recover. Very. And Torres and Marshall are definitely not the fastest well, center backs, but I would say, I mean, they're great how they are, but it's just tough when you send them forward every single time, every corner, every set piece, and as well, time goes on, the more tired they get. I'd like to see their Fitbits. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Kat? Oh, I was just saying, like, if you watch the replay of that goal, like, nobody else came back, though. No one dropped in. It was just two center backs. Yep. And it did, they were both playing, like, right, next to, right yeah. next to each other. Like, And I know there was the other guy outside, but if you're both going to be there, then someone has to pressure because then at least that guy can... Well, if you get burnt, he's there. But like you both just kind of stood there and were like, uh, maybe he'll just mess up. It almost like, seemed like I, a like, communication problem. Ideally, yeah, yeah. send Torres bombing down towards the goal as fast as he can, and then Marshall just fouls him for a yellow instead yeah. of red. <laughs> but it seems like there's a communication problem because as I mean, it was like they're kind of like, all right, which one of us yeah. is going to go step forward? But yeah. and neither one really pressured. And I think it, it was Aduro on out wide, who's I mean. Well, it's probably the fastest player on the pitch. So, I mean, if he was onside, there's a good chance they would have put it away anyways. Well, it didn't matter, though, because nobody was pre- – like, yeah. they were both there. Yeah. So, it's not like that other guy was marking him either. You so. cannot let him cut it. You force either force that pass because he's offsides or don't let him cut it back across. Mm-hmm. I know that's easier said than done. I'm an amateur. but I'm just surprised we didn't start off – like in the match, man marking Piotti. Because, I mean, look yeah. at his stats yeah, last yeah. year. He had 17 goals and four assists. I'm all about terminating the service to him. If you stand close enough to him, you're going to make him work hard. Maybe kick him a couple of times. Well, look at, I'm not beyond that. Well, let's like backtrack and look at the <laughs> look cup at the final. Goal. We'll oh. look at the cup final. We took Giovinco out the game, basically, with mm. man marking him. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't we do that with Piotti? We have almost the same identical players. But... Do you think that second goal was savable? Mm, yes, I do. I think Fry because it looked like it went right under him. Yeah, well, yeah. Sh- I mean, if Fry was to his near post, which is well, his right, and Piotti shot to his right, and it was maybe 
Well, I don't know. It's tough. Don't get beaten. Yeah. Post. Rule number one. Don't get beaten your post. Because you have to work further. You have to work harder to finish far post. Did he... Now, we're moving on to Fry. Uh, uh, Fry, did he have a, uh, a howler? I mean, it, it, the mm. first goal versus Houston was what people considered to be yeah. savable. But I, I, I think, like we were talking about Morris, I think Fry has built up enough equity, not just because of the save, but just in general. He's built up enough equity that... He has way more positive attributes, and every once in a while, there's a blip in the radar. Instead of like yeah. Morris, where you're expecting him to miss, and every once in a while, he scores. Like, oh, hey, look at that! Yay! The thing <laughs> is, though, I find it quite funky that how almost a, well a little over a month ago, Fry was not even in contention to start the first match or first few, and then out of the blue, a week prior to the match, he was apparently match fit now. It's oh, okay. I don't want to put it on that, but oh. maybe same same rust you, know, you wait till it. it's not worth the risk at that early in the season. Why don't you just let him fully recover if he is actually injured or I guess that's a different story. Well if we're if we're if we're scared of those early season losses or those early season draws, I mean it, if you're taking let me back that up. If we're taking more of a fearless approach, which seems to be, they, they, they tended to follow the strategy that we outlined last week, put in the younger players, just see what's going to happen. It's going to take time for them to sync up. Does putting in Fry, who's 70, 80% match fit, does that make sense or do you want to put in Ford? or Do we still have Ford? No, no I it's think, Tyler oh, Miller. Tyler Miller. Yeah, do we want to put in Miller or do well, we want to put in, I mean... Yeah, he's, Miller did okay in the preseason. Yeah, he right? did. He was he did fine. Like yeah, crazy. I'd like to see him get a shot because we'll have to give him a shot sooner or later. But uh, yeah, maybe Minnesota. Maybe open yeah, cup. Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota twice. <laughs> you got to take shots to get experience. You got to have like shots Minnesota. taken on you, though. You know, cold like Minnesota. Cold like. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was their scoring. Yeah. Uh, how did we get our first goal at halftime? What adjustments do you think took place? You, you, we talked about well, last week. What were the subs? That, well, there was no subs to start at half. Yeah, we didn't start right at half. But I mean, well, last week we talked about is, is Schmetzer a, a, a get in your face, point fingers, yell, 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 scream, red face? Or is he just more calm, collected? Like, pointed in you. Well, now to think of it, I think like <laughs> this week, I think he has too much respect to like, well, the players realize, you know, we don't want to make him upset, and they could tell when he's upset. So in that case, he doesn't have to yell. I don't think he's had one of those, you're losing your nerve conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I still see him as being really modest, and he's like... I think he's just... Soft-spoken. Yeah. I, I think yeah. he's like, hey, you, you, you're professionals. You know, this is your team. You know what you have to do. You done messed up. Hey, hey, Ron. Is that why nice. we tend to? Is that why we tend to perform better in the second half? Because he's like, okay, well, we can adjust from whatever that nonsense was, and we don't have a really good, solid plan going into the first half. Like, how does that differ from what Ziggy would have done? Is that is that is that that's probably something that's going to come I'm out. not a Ziggy apologist by any means. So let's just some, back off of that. But we don't have maybe. I mean, there's not enough tape on people yet. Yeah. You know, maybe that's something that we'll have to. Maybe it'll just start working like clockwork. Yeah. Three, four, five games. We'll, maybe we can that's start seeing hope, tape right? on on Red Bull and mm-hmm. wherever the next six teams are. Yeah. 
And that could be why Fry's a little rusty. It could be why. And yeah. it, it, soccer comes down to just one slip. Mm-hmm. You you look at the ball, you look at your shoe, and on that shoe, <laughs> if you move a quarter of an inch to the right, a quarter of an inch to the left, yeah. anywhere, any different surface of, that you hit the ball, it could go in two, three, four, a million different directions. Same thing with the post. It could hit the post and mm-hmm. go in, could hit the post and go out. Yeah. That's... So it's just, I mean, we were talking a little bit on the break about comparisons between Siggy and Arsene Wenger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's bring it talk back a to bit that. about that. Um, well, I don't know too much about Siggy, but like, what were you saying? You you were making a comparison, Tim, about... Well, I just thought that, I thought that Ziggy and Arsene were, you know, they, they have some success. They, they're kind of rolling on their, their reputations, but eventually there's going to come a time where you just just become numb to or deaf to, to mute whatever deaf deaf to, to to the instructions that are given to you because you've heard it all before there's yeah. nothing new well and i do think that that's the one reason why you're not gonna i don't think wagner will ever like be asked to leave or like fired whereas you see some of these premier league coaches they get they get fired mid-season that's never going to be Wagner he's put in too many years at Arsenal he has that reputation I think they'll they might behind the door ask him to leave and he'll it'll be him choosing to be like okay yeah yeah I need you to quit please (laughs) yeah and it'll be him saying like he'll agree to it I think that he has too much respect for the club um I think that Arsene Wagner's loyalty to Arsenal is well, could, I mean, only mirrored by Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you could see he like truly does care about the club. Like it's was well, his life. It uh, is though. Like if you look at the people that he 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 goes out to find, and like everyone's gonna hate on Arsene Wenger for not going out and buying people, not spending the money. But like he's not gonna bring in his lot on. He's not gonna bring in like the closest thing that you see is Alexi Sanchez. He's not going to bring in a big ego that he that has to be fed. Like he tries to build a team that like they take care of each other and they feed each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because he loves Arsenal, because he loves soccer, and and I think that's part of what the criticism is. Is like you're not going out and spending money and bring these like big name guys in. Um, Essentially buying your title, right? And but that's not his style. Like he invests a lot in young players in the youth program, and he wants to develop players because Arsenal is a team. Like you can, there's a few people you take on. You you definitely notice that they're missing, but like they're, everyone works together and is strong. And like, everyone will say, well, that's why you always finish fourth, whatever, whatever. But like we had a crap season last year, still finished second. Wait, having wait, a crap wait, wait. So season. you're saying we Arsenal. So that's your team. That's me. Yeah. The word is out. So yes, now the, if she says we, we know we, what she's talking about. Yeah. Die, I'm a diehard gunner. So, it's cool. I didn't want to sidetrack you. I just want no, no one else knows. This is this is cyberspace. This is I think billions and billions of people. Billions of people. <laughs> well, I think I think the problem that Arsenal's been having having is with Alexi Sanchez. Alexi Sanchez. I like Alexi Sanchez. He's obviously a good player, but if you look at his stats, he loses the ball more than anyone. And he, everyone thinks that he is like the hardest working player on the team. But if you again look at his stats, he runs less than say someone like Mesut Ozil. Mesut Ozil's constantly clocking more kilometers than than Alexi Sanchez. You know, and he, it looks it does look like he's working really hard, but it's because he won't pass the ball. He holds it too long. He gives it away, and then he has to try to work back to win it back because he lost it. Like and, Dempsey. 
yeah, kind of like a no, because Clint Dempsey wouldn't try to get the ball so, back. He would just be like, mm, "I lost it." Oh, someone else did. That's a little bit of an ego problem, or uh, I don't know that Alexis has an ego problem, but like, well, let's backtrack to when they lost to Bayern Munich. Well, you saw him Which on the time. Yeah, well, both times. I, won't I feel say like that, he's bringing this up just to make shoot. me feel bad about myself. I am. I am. Uh, but. Like you saw him kind of giggling on the bench. Yeah. And it's kind of like, why? Like, well, or when he got pulled out of, I forget who they were playing, He when he got subbed off and he you could just see it on his face and he's like shaking his head, like, why am I coming out? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he thinks... He's bigger than the club, maybe. Yeah, he. I think he thinks he is bigger than the club. or And I think he's not being played in his preferred role or something. And so... Like, you can't deny the man's talent, but, like, I just don't know that he fits into Arsene Wagner's style, and I think that's causing a lot of problems. Um, and I think... You just want somebody to care as much as Valdez does. Well, I just want, like, Arsenal to not shit the bed every week. But and, there is a strong rumor that Alexi Sanchez is apparently... Trying well, he's trying to leave no, and maybe think, go to Chelsea. I think that he's gonna leave and fuck Chelsea. Oh, sorry. Hey, you can no, say, don't look at me. I have cable. We, I like we Chelsea. We have an explicit rating on iTunes for okay. just this sort of sorry. thing. Sorry. So I slipped an F bomb. Yeah. There. So That's Chelsea's right. my team. So I would oh, like to see that. him. Uh, oh God, I have to quit. Sorry. Uh, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> no, this is perfect. This is uh, are you a? Uh, Josie Mourinho fan though. Yeah, yeah. I lo- oh God, See, it keeps getting no, worse. Man United now, I know. But. but he was at Chelsea. Uh, before he went to Manchester United. I just Who's like so. I love Antonio Conte now. He's like Who's gar- garbage, by the way. I hope I he's our manager for yeah, forever. Not forever, but for, for as long as he's good. Yeah, what he's but I wish <laughs> they would have gave Mourinho a little more of a a chance last year. He deserved it, I think his previous years with all he's done for the club and then just to be like, all right, peace. Yeah, because he did put a lot of time in before he left. Mm -hmm. Um, But Antonio Conte, it's showing right now. Obviously, yeah, Chelsea's playing phenomenally. He's blowing everyone else out of the water. He's one of the top coaches in the Premier League, and he will be if he stays. It'll be interesting to see which coaches come in next year to the different teams with maybe Wenger leaving and... Allegri coming in, two Italians in the Premier League would be... Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. No, and they both no. coached Juventus, uh, so it's going to be maybe a little similar. Yeah. Are Could there be. any Italian players in the EPL? Um, yeah. Because yeah. I just didn't seem... You don't see very many Italian players outside of Italy. Well, uh, we, did, we did have Mario Balotelli there for a little while at Liverpool. Liverpool. We thought, <laughs> thought Perlo was going to... No, no, no. Pirlo was going to come to the Sounders last year for us. No, no, no. I'm distracting. And there's always, like, you get the rumors of, like, well, it always happens to almost every club in the EPL when you get a coach from outside the Premier League that comes. So when Conte came, uh, you have the rumors of, like, Bonucci or Cellini from Juventus coming over, but they never actually... Even look at the people, Arsene Wagner, so Wagner's French. He brings in a lot of French and German players. Like, if you look at Arsenal's makeup, it's mostly French and German. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I don't think this will be Arsenal. I think Arsenal will put in one more year. I don't think he'll leave after this year. I would say maybe after next year. So another question. Where is his next job after Arsenal, or is he done? 
I don't think he'll be done. Um, I don't know. It's hard because I feel like he's been offered so many jobs previously. MLS, England. No. 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 You think he'll, he'll go be in France? Yeah. PSG, Monaco. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know that there was a couple times he was considered for the France international team, but that, like that obviously this champs is yeah. that would be pretty rad. So I don't know. Somewhere in France, probably. I like to see him at PSG. I think he'd be decent there. Yeah. Oh, can we just say real quick? What the heck happened in that Barcelona PSG game? That was wild. Like, I enjoyed that. I was literally told my someone favorite. I was like, "Yeah, Barcelona could score, go on and score five, six, whatever. That's not going to happen. PSG's not going to drop that." And then all of a sudden, I like check my because um, I'm teaching, so I check my phone later, and I literally <laughs> list like in the middle of class. I was like, "What in the heck just happened?" Anyway, Recess. Sorry. Yeah, and the kids are like, "What's wrong, Miss Peterson?" I was like, "Soccer kids, just <laughs> soccer." Well. well I was just saying, Arson's the last long-term coach, mm-hmm. and you would hate to see that revolving door happen in Arsenal, like the way everyone yeah. wants. Yeah. If, if if your supporters run your club, I mean, you'll have different coaches every week if you drop well, points. And look at, I mean, look at Manchester United. Since Alex Ferguson left, it's not been great. Oh, it's been what, and like, three or four different coaches I mean, already. Di- Les, yeah. They're on the up now, though. Let's just say. Well, yeah, look at him now. He's coaching bottom of the table, yeah. Sunderland. What's uh, but, what's what's uh, Arsenal's coaching bench look like right now? Like, is, is there anybody that's ready for promotion? Ready no, to take on that big chair? when Arsene Wenger gets gets replaced, somebody else big is coming in. Okay, Arsenal's too big, big of Sam? a club for them to be like bringing somebody that yeah. people are like, like oh, just like step big up. Sam. Yeah. Well, speaking about coaches, what about Tony Pulis, the West Brom coach? He's, I think, the second, second longest. He just coached his 300th match this no, past he's weekend. The fourth longest, fourth in the Premier League. I think so. Who's above him then? Oh, Arsene Wenger. Who's, or maybe don't look at me. I don't know. Yeah, I think. I was it, just looking. I think he's talking fourth. about all time or current looking. tenure. Well, like current, current. I mean, yeah, current. He's second, I would say. Oh, maybe, maybe current is what it is. Let me look. We have breaking news. Uh, Portland has secured three points on the road for the first time, and probably. God, make me. I don't know. Statistically, I don't know. Eighteen months. When's the last time? Oh yeah, they did not want to. The only consolation is that they beat the Galaxy in StubHub. So and you know we can take consolation there. They were down. Uh, Ten. No, no. L.A. was down. Jelly, Jelly got sent off at halftime <laughs> with two yellows. <laughs> oh man! Too bad we couldn't get some persistent fouling uh, against uh, persistent foul calls. Uh, That's right. I'll be interested to see how Portland does this year. Look at the stars. Look how they shine.
welcome back to the Flounders B Team podcast. So, Tim, uh, talking about uh, the lead up to the Sounders' first goal, uh, do you think that was a direct result of the substitutions? Well, yeah, our first uh, our first sub was Svensson out, uh, O'Neill Fisher in, and uh, we pretty quickly advanced the ball. I mean, Fisher himself had uh, had had seen on uh, basically uh, he cut he, he's up at to the edge of the the edge of the 18 he cuts it inside cuts it back outside and uh just gets taken down i mean uh, simon looked like he uh stepped in front of him to try to just kind of uh impede his his advance on the ball and that's you know basically hip checked him and he goes tumbling inside and uh penalty and you know uh penalty. who put who put that penalty away ladero and where in the goal did he put it? I mean, the only time I've seen him take a PK was in the championship. Uh, Bottom Cup. left. And I was thinking, he's going top right. He's going top right again. But where did he put it? Bottom left. Yeah. The On the keeper, ground. The keeper did his homework. The keeper was going top right yeah. again. <laughs> you know, and, and when we describe it. Did his homework and, and studied the only PK Lodero's ever taken? That, that I've noticed. <laughs> I mean, that I've noticed. <laughs> I, yeah, somebody needs to watch Brad because Brad doesn't go anywhere but low right. And I okay once, once versus Portland a couple of years ago, he actually went pretty much left center in the first time in my life I've seen Brad go anywhere. That's probably other just than... a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that was uh, Kawarse was the goal was the goalkeeper, and he actually went right. So he's he's the only one that did his homework. Anyway, so uh, we're on the board. We're on the board in the what the eighty second minute. Check yeah. the stats. 82nd minute. 83rd. Got, oh, okay. So it was 82 on the clock, and it's 83rd. Gotcha. Then what other subs did we make? Um, in the set, well, 72nd minute, we had Wingo on for Harry Ship. Who, is that a like for like, or do you think we're changing formations at that point? I think we're changing formations. But then again, you'll have Wingo's more of a defensive mid, so you'd have Alonzo, Roldan, and uh, Wingo on the field, which I found kind of odd, but obviously it worked. No, sorry, I'm just <laughs> making inappropriate gestures on the microphone. So, no, I think uh, uh, putting him up at right, I think it's probably just to give you know Ship a little bit of a break because he's rolling, you know, he's still rolling on a, on a bum ankle, as far as I remember. And we've got some fresh legs and a in a, in a young twenty-something that uh, that that can definitely. You know, take advantage of a miss, miss pass. Um, Is so, that when they went to a back three though? No. no. So in the so two minutes after we scored the penalty, okay, uh, Bruin came on for Torres, and that's when we went to the back three. And uh, I thought we we're a lot more effective when that happened. Just because we can uh, dedicate one more player, commit one more player yeah. to the attack. Well, then what happened? Then, in the 89th minute, well, it'd be the 90th, uh, we, Dempsey and Morris had a little, like, give and go, and Dempsey ended up finishing it, but it got called back for an apparent handball on uh, Morris. So, it was an apparent handball. To the naked eye, it looked like it, it just went off his right peck and then went back down to the ground. But uh, the referee saw that it might have glanced off of his his arm because his arm was pretty much at a ninety degree angle, you know, sticking straight out, and then maybe he got an advantage from that, and he called it off. But so who had a view? Who had a view from from the officiation standpoint? Who had a view to that? 
uh, what, did the side judge have a view to that? Did who the, made that call? Yeah, who made the call, and then was there an alternative view that should have been considered? Well, it was the center who called it. Yeah, yeah, and the center, what I think was to the left of Dempsey and Moore, so it maybe kind of looked like he was. Well, the motion of his arm, he maybe just assumed he used it, but it kind of did go off like his pec and then onto his arm. And it almost but did like a little roll, but then again, it's like, it's really hard to tell. It's tricky. I know sometimes they can use, you can, where does your arm begin? Where does your arm not? I know you can shoulder it. It's but. very clear where your arm begins. So, but like, that's the thing. Uh, it rolled from his pec to his arm. And because of the movement of his arm, he moved it forward with the ball. The and it's just positioning. unlucky. It happened to roll just a little bit onto his arm. And with that movement forward, I think that was enough. I mean, I think that was enough to call it. I think it's the right call. I think it was a crap sandwich. Not that, No, it is, it is a crap sandwich because it's unlucky. Because there yep. wasn't really anything that he did that would have made his it hit roll onto his arm or for him to like he didn't intentionally move his arm into the ball it is a crap sandwich but I, it's i'm referring to everything that happened to make that play even exist hmm. morris turns <laughs> morez he turns <laughs> to play the ball to dempsey leaves it right at his feet where he was he didn't put it in front of him he had to actually stop and bring the ball back with him which is something that uh only obafemi martins is, is gifted yeah. at digging the ball out from underneath his feet but so then what dempsey does is plays a, a really crummy ball back mm-hmm. that is not easy to handle then morez re- morez why am i doing that morez, you didn't want to make him a little morez sounds more exotic so then what does he do he turns and just basically you know, more or less uh, uh, chests it, handles it, whatever, and then gives a crappy ball. But at least he puts it in space so that Dempsey can run up and hit it. And that was a great shot. He came like almost like a chopping down motion to get the ball and put it past the keeper. But all of that should have uh, – it's all for naught. If, if Morris – see, I said right first time. If Morris <laughs> could have just put the ball down in front of Dempsey, and, and maybe it's the carpet, maybe it's just Morris, but – if you put the ball in front of him, he can hit it first time, or at least his first touch will be good. Or bags, the ball that he gets back from Dempsey, if he doesn't chest it, if he just turns and wall passes it with his head in the direction of Dempsey, he's already got the keep. He's got the the, the defender beat. I don't think he can in that that time though. Like that happens so boom, fast boom, boom. that like it's here. Oh crap! I've got to. Yeah, get it in the do, right direction, you know? Mm-hmm. I get it. If you get your head on it, it's probably more of a trap anything after yeah. two touches regardless. Yeah. But I just, I get so disappointed that, you know, back to, I think, I'm not sure if we were talking on tape or off tape, but we just can't seem to settle the ball and move the ball mm-hmm. in ways, whether it's the turf or whether it's just our ability. That's my complaint with the MLS in general. It's just a little bit too sloppy. So. The, we better over the, time. The, ground, yeah. the groundskeeping's yeah, yeah, yeah. too sloppy, or the the passing, play? like the passing, okay, trapping, gotcha. like it's just not controlled. Like you watch One Europe, touch, touch, European soccer, yep. and it's like first touch, it's controlled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to take at least two touches every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a huge. I, I always bring this up when talking to people that if you don't trap it perfectly the first time anytime you know basically the beginning of of the houston game we're firing off passes to one another that just take too long to settle if you don't have that thing on the ground the time the literally the split second the half second it takes for the ball to bounce up to your knees and then back down to the ground 
a, an attacking or a defending player can have two or three steps on you and you're toast. Yeah. That's where all the control saves you so much time. So. And it creates an, it creates like a 50-50 ball. Like you, we just had possession and now we might not. Oh, and now mm-hmm. we're getting countered and scored. Yeah. Now, that was promising to see that the relationship that Dempsey and Morris had. It was it was almost, you know, Dempsey Oba show yeah. where yeah. there's just the one, two, one, two. You can't defend that. If I play a quick ball to mm-hmm. you and you play a quick mm-hmm. ball in front of me, by the time the defender's just spinning in circles trying to follow. Yeah. The only way to stop that is to start hacking. And, you know, we get closer and closer to the box and mm-hmm. maybe we'll get one of those free kicks. But then circling back to the other conversation, yeah. right? If you can control the ball, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the counter quite as much. And True. then you Absolutely. can play Joven Jones up and you can yeah. have that, that second, third ball offense where you're just, you know, if you want to pump stuff into the box, pump stuff into the box, but have somebody there to clean it up. We have so to have a really solid top to finish yeah. it. So, oh, all right. So uh, that goal, that was a long time on a goal <laughs> that was not a goal. Yeah. Uh, if there <laughs> was the VAR in, you know, in play, what do you think? Uh, do you think they would have the what kept now? video? Uh, oh, video okay, assistant gotcha. replay. VAR? Yeah. Whatever video it is. assisted referee, video mm. assisted yeah, referee. That's the one. Video yeah. assisted referee. Now, are we using that in any leagues right now? Um, no. They have the goal line technology. They have goal line technology. FIFA. Okay. And they got that really pretty foam spray. They used it in the the Club World Cup this past yeah. summer. They, were they used to use it in the preseason, and that actually uh, was in play like one or twice. So it helps, but then it also kind of. Yeah. Breaks up the rhythm of the game. Yeah, breaks up the play, yeah. Which I personally don't think it's needed. Well, and look at like football has the video replay, whatever. You mm-hmm. still get calls wrong. You yeah. still yeah. don't get it in your favor every time. Yeah. Like, and there's still judgment calls. I mean, yep. judgment calls yep, yep. judgment well, call. That's... And I'm firmly of the belief that a goal should be a bloody judgment call. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of breaking up the game for replay. I'm not a fan of breaking up. Uh, I'm not a fan of instant replay in baseball because a, an umpire is a, a critical part of the game, the human element of the game, the randomness, the um, just the the additional sense of um, human interaction. It's it's pure, right? Be a human being. Judge the judge the game. Adjudge the game. Adjudicate the game properly, and you're going to consistently have good results. You're going to have bad refereeing. You're going to have uh, you know, growth in the officiating arts. Uh, it sounds a little ridiculous, but it, it, come on, let's let humans be humans. Let's judge the game. It doesn't matter that much. It's sports. It's human. It's what we. I mean, it's 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 part of what we're here on this planet to do, right? So anyway, well, we're gonna have to eliminate the high def and the instant replay oh, and everything. If we all watch it on fuzzy picture tubes, or yeah. if we had a, a, a referee cam that was super it's... blurry, then fine. <laughs> or if we just simply have players and referees like, ooh, I missed that. That from well, my angle, I didn't see it. And at the same time, uh, players that you know, especially I'd say probably ten out of eleven Kansas City sportings. They bitch and bitch and bitch about blown call, blown call, blown call. But when the referee got it mm-hmm. right, do you send an apology the next day? Nope. Does Peter Vermees apologize for, for his freaking underbite mm-hmm. and his <laughs> negative attitude? <laughs> oh, that was, uh, I said that out loud. That wasn't I? very nice. He's listening. So, uh, Kat, yeah, Peter's. You were going to say something well, when I catch Peter Vermees. Oh, no, it's okay. I kind of forgot what I was going to say. But um, I was I was just saying, like, I was, oh, yeah. So 
even Cal and I were sitting here watching the replay of that handball, and even so, like you're going to get people to disagree. Like it's still going to be like a oh crap, uh, could be could go either way kind of thing. So it's I too think close you, just, to call. you win some, you lose some. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great and build up. It's very that mm-hmm. Oba Dempsey esque. Well, Oba Dempsey show. And I think I think it's also part of the game is like yeah. being disciplined. Like don't put your arm out. Yeah. Like exactly. sometimes balls are hard to control, Don't and you got to put yourself in that situation yeah. where the referee's got to make that handball. But they call. do yeah. that on, yeah. intentionally. Yeah, you know they they do. A lot of players <laughs> get away with whatever they can get away with. Yeah, to see, oh. and that's part of the game too. I'll get away with whatever I can get away with. Yeah. I'm not going to fess up to anything. I'll be like blank <laughs> handball. Are what are you about? <laughs> all right. So did we cover all all three subs? Yep. And now to the Second so goal? to the goal at the dying minute of the game. Well, I think in the extra time when that play happened with Dempsey and Morris, I think we almost looked a little disheartened. Like it was like, dang, that was, that our, was our chance. chance. Because for the rest of that, like we were attacking yeah, for the next minute. Yeah, for the <laughs> next three minutes, we were like attacking, but it wasn't doing anything. There's times where, uh, like Wingo and Alonzo got the ball and they were just playing it backwards. That's like, all right, we need to move the ball forward. But then the last time we do go backwards, it ends up to Fisher, and then he plays it over the top to Roldan, and then Roldan goes past one guy like with East. Happened, yeah. At least you thought maybe he's just going to take him out, draw the foul. I would have better chance of defending it than yeah. Let everyone get back because they were. It was quite surprising. They like. You would think with that amount of time left, they'd have everyone but the striker behind the ball. Maybe even the striker. Yeah, that's what Keller but, was. Keller's always criticizing. He's negative, Nelly. He, yeah, that's just his deal: is to just basically tell you how things broke down and how people are horrible. Especially with regards to Saunders Football Club. He seems to, he seems to uh, go out of his way to be yep. neutral or to the point where he's almost negative versus. The Sounders. Hashtag same way. Same, same way. Referees. If you. If you. It seems like the referees go out of their way to make sure everybody knows. I am not going to be swayed by this crowd. I am not going to be swayed. You know, Salazar seemed to seem to be that villain. But uh, so we get. Uh, we get that cross. Uh, uh, Roldan takes it into the. Into yeah, the and to yeah the far right corner, and I think Montreal had maybe. Only three players in the box. We were flooding. We had yeah. everybody was just running. We had three, four, four or five guys. Yeah, out. and I mean, the way it worked, luckily it worked the way it did because Morris was paired up with, I mean, no one particularly tall. So he was able to kind of out-jump the defender and head it well right to Bruin, who uh, out of everyone there, I'd probably want him at that point definitely not torres yeah, his, uh, <laughs> his shots per goal ratio so good sub schmetz and uh scores it right then it was yeah. a good goal oh it, it, any goal at that and point. it was very, like it did seem like a win uh i think going into next week if we were to lose i mean it could have just been a repetitive i was another loss and another one and didn't feel like a win to me. It, no, it, no, I was so irritated. I was relieved. The way then things were going, word. that I was less pissed. Yeah, but I was. That's pretty much I, it, right? Well, I was just, just so irritated with the way things were going, and, and finally, result. like, okay, fine, fine, we'll take a point on the road. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm watching the replay over and over and over again. And if you do catch uh, the 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 replay of the goal, 
Dempsey took two defenders. He took mm-hmm. uh, one funny-looking white guy named Lefevre or something. He just doesn't look like he belongs on the field. He was a sub. He took him and, I want to say, uh, Don Adele to the near post because I see him swinging his arms around another guy who's like, grabbing his face. And I'm like, oh. Anyway, so he took two guys to the near post, and the ball goes to the far. And uh, Morris is almost climbing over a guy to get yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that ends up just kind of falling down at the feet and, and of Bruin. And Bruin's like, okay, go this way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Side foot it in. And then, uh, uh, who's it? Don Adele. Who was the guy that just came? Got, maybe it was Simon that just got, to the, just got to the goal line pretty much in time to watch it go past him. Yeah. But, hey, it's a point on the road. Thank God. I, I really didn't want to come and face New York. With no points. With, yeah. Like our pomp and circumstance. Hey, guys, we're going to race the banner. We've already lost two games in a row. You know, why do we start? Why do we even start on the road for those two games? Mm-hmm. But Pacific Northwest. Like when we scored, the whole the way the team celebrated kind of felt like a win. I mean, yeah, of course you're going to be excited. Well, you don't lose in Montreal. Uh, and it's kind of good to get that. I mean, I didn't really expect three points. I didn't even expect one. It's their home opener in front I of 50,000. Everybody expected that MLS hangover, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. But I, I did predict last week it would finish 2-2, so I'll just throw that in there. Yep. All right, we'll have to go to Solid the, work. <laughs> Solid work. Tape. All right, so uh, first half, second half, got the goals, the non-goals, VAR. I think we covered all of our bases. Pretty um, much, yeah. We just need to do uh, some sort of predictions for next week, what we expect to see out there. For our team, we're playing the New York yeah. Red Bulls at and home frankly, yep. or in New York. At, at home, home. We're at yeah. home. It's okay, our okay. home opener. Yep. And do they, are they just opening up the entire stadium uh, for this opener? I, I don't. I don't know what. No they, idea. Yeah. All right. So if we uh, our record with fifty thousand plus is is awesome. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's going to be a festive environment, and the New York Red Bulls are going to not have a trophy, so they can be ours. Yeah. Uh, they got a couple of. Uh, shields yeah. but it's going to be a fantastic crowd i think the atmosphere is going to be absolutely amazing they're dropping the mls cup you know banner down i hear rumor they're going to have the giant mls cup in the stadium <sighs> i don't think that's actually true that'd be uh, awesome <laughs> that but, seven footer yeah or absolutely or that giant 70 foot fell i don't know what it was so big it's going to be 90 foot next week but mm. um you know hail hydra that's what and she all said. that yeah <laughs> but um so what is uh uh I lost the thread. Sorry. No, no, no. My fault. Um, so we're playing New York. Yeah, we're playing New York. What was uh, Sean's prediction there? Oh, Sean's got it 2-0 us. 2-0. he said that Dempsey and J-Mo are getting the goals. Dempsey and J-Mo getting the goals. I would imagine Bruin's going to um, f- – I'm sorry. Uh, Ship's going to feed a couple of those uh, those balls in. I want to see, personally, I want to see kind of the same thing that we saw – uh, coming through i liked that after houston we decided to do the third sub we tried to keep the youth going we tried to keep that energy moving forward we need discipline on the ball like we talked about and i want to see joven jones playing a little more forward to get those to catch those uh those dirty things and i think we can win walk away three nil free haircuts all right free haircuts we all get free haircuts we all get free haircuts <laughs> I don't think I want a free haircut. Well, it's because well, it's at Great I mean, Clips. Yeah, yeah it's at Great that's Clips, why I don't want you know, one. Well, hey, you know what? No, let's not trash our sponsor, Great Clips. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Yeah, great, sp- clips great Clips gives fantastic haircuts. This I look like a Herbal Essence <laughs> <Great> model. <laughs> we, as yet, we have There's not no any video sponsors. cameras, but I'm still going to be there. Yes, that's right. She's got that Vidal Sassoon 
We have no sponsors, and we're not currently seeking sponsors. But if you have any offers, I mean, we're always open to uh, these financial conversations. Anyway, Kat, what do you think? I don't know. I don't yeah. really have an opinion. I feel like sure. I feel like I feel like the Sounders will win at home. Um, I don't think that they're going to escape. I don't think they're going to get a shutout. I think it'll be a, a no goal score score okay. to get. Nah, no clean sheet. Um, so just random prediction. You think that's because think of Fry's fitness or defense? Yeah, it seems weak. Kind of the whole I got yeah. yeah. Um, so kind of a carryover from last year yeah but i think that like you said the atmosphere is gonna be great they're playing at mm-hmm. home i think they'll be really excited so mm-hmm. like i'm gonna say maybe two one three one okay three ones being relatively optimistic i think but two one maybe two one okay i'll oh. allow it uh this is quite a shot in the dark i think it's gonna be goals galore mm-hmm. this coming sunday and i think the sounders will step away with a three two win uh and I do think New York will score first. Yeah. You think just, I think so, too. So I we're think, all, like, freaking here. Yeah. yeah. Just so we can get mad. Um, Seems like that's what the Sounders do. Got to give up a little bit. <laughs> but I think Ladero is going to get one, and I will go with Bruin with two. If he starts, if not, Morris with two. Okay. Okay, well, nothing uh, for deuce, huh? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about st- potential starting lineups. New York is two and zero. I mean, they they came from behind to beat Atlanta last week, and they what put one one nothing over Colorado. Colorado this week. They were peppering Timmy Howard a lot. How many yeah. did Atlanta hang on Minnesota today? Uh, yeah, Lord Almighty. And what six one? Six one. <laughs> so we're all over the map with parity this feel year. Bad about Minnesota. I don't know. What... I feel upset, but then again, it's like. It's your own fault. They'll get it together <laughs> and start. They'll yeah, get you know, over it. DP is fine. <laughs> yeah. They'll get relegated. Well, they pretty much They'll get relegated. <laughs> they pretty much promoted. You know, their their Minnesota promoted their NASL team, right? And then just brought mm. back a couple of uh, their star players in the guys USL. they loaned out. Yeah. All right. Uh, starting lineup. The U. What's your prediction first? Oh, I want free haircuts. I want a. I want uh, a defining win, like. You know, can we play you every week kind of a game where we yeah. just it's I want it to be a party environment I want it to be over by the halftime and we're just hanging out and goofing off and jumping and singing like hey we're the champs no we're playing like it no no now we're playing like everybody's got a target on us mm-hmm. yeah. um, so it's a good place to be though 4-2 four 4-2 two. Four two. Four two? yeah so we got a 4-2 we got a 3-0 we got a 3-2 and I said a two one or a three one. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh shoot! Let's go over that one more time. I'm gonna have to write that down. No, uh, so, so starting lineup. Do you want? To, I would love your in your input, uh, Callum. He looks at me and goes, oh, "Never mind." Uh, who are these guys? So, I'm gonna change it up mm, a little bit. So, we'll stick with the same formation. Four, two, but, three, one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. We'll have Fry in the back. Of course. Uh, <laughs> That's usually where they keep the goalkeeper. Uh, Jones out left. I'm just impressed he knows he's got to start from the back and go forward. Torres, Marshall in the middle. And then for the right back, I'm going to go with Fisher over Svensson because I feel like in those minutes he was on, he did prove himself. Uh, this is going to be That's a bit of a changeup, but I'd like to try it. Uh, Alonzo and Svensson as a defensive mids because I feel like you could utilize Svensson a little better in that position than in the right back. 
and then I'll do ship out wide, uh, Ladera out wide, Dempsey in the middle, and Bruin up top over Morris. And I'd love to see Morris. Bruin over Morris and then Morris in like 70 yeah, minutes. Morris in when the de- defense is tired. Okay. Captain, you got anything? To say? I, I'm 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 down with what Callum put out. I, that's what I would do. I would. I, what do I want versus what do I expect? Let's yeah. Start yeah. With that. What do I want? I want uh, Svensson on the bench, and I want uh, O'Neill Fisher on the as right back, and I would like Fernandez on the bench and have uh, Ship on the right mid, and then have Bruin up top for Morris. Mm-hmm. What do I expect? I expect the MLS Cup Morris team to start. Mm-hmm. This game, so mm-hmm. uh, I guess right back is the only part that is not that didn't you know I don't, I don't expect to see the starting lineup have any new guys on it, just because uh, nostalgia, 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 and then uh, we'll see what happens after that. So wish list versus what do I expect? I expect you know pretty much Jamo on top, Dempsey, Ladero, Fernandez, then. Uh, uh, the the two midfielders Ozzy and Roldan, and then our back four, uh, maybe even Brad. I don't know. Well, he isn't. He wasn't supposedly injured for five weeks, so I don't know if he's quite ready to come back. But if he is fit, I'd even put him as right back. Brad, just yeah. for good old times, like it's another testimony. I don't that. like Brad as wow. a defender at all. I don't all. like him as a defender at all. He's terrible. Never yes. Especially last year when he was playing center back. That was, yes, that was probably the was worst like, period we've ever terrible. played. I could see him at right back, but we'll see. I mean, we'll we see need what to, He is getting older, so he is losing a little speed, but I think we do need to utilize him better. Maybe mm-hmm. in a de- defensive mid would be I great. think that's a better position yeah, for him. absolutely. Any random uh, predictions? You know, not like Super Bowl predictions, like the, the you know, uh, uh, Star Spangled Banner or anything like that, but... Uh, how many uh, goal-saving tackles would Brad have where he, he slides like six yards to... Depends where None. they put him. No. None. He doesn't even play. He's not even going to play. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we got anything else? No. I think that's about it. You've been listening to the Flounders B Team Podcast. I'm in a New York
Once again, thanks for listening to the Flounders B Team. A special shout out to the folks who couldn't make it this week for your support. If you like us, subscribe. Go to floundersbteam.com for direct downloads and our RSS feed. Please let us know when you see us on iTunes and look for us on Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter at Flounders B Team. And as always, I've been Steve Kettleson, and this has been the Flounders B Team Podcast. That's it for this week's Flounders B-Team podcast. Our heroes will return soon. Until then, stay safe, Cascadia, and remember... Today was like one of those fly dreams. Didn't even see a berry flashing those high beams. No helicopter looking for a murder. Two in the morning. Got the fat burger. <laughs>